Welcome to the Entre Pastors Podcast. This show helps pastors think, act, and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Les Hughes and John Sanders. Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Entre Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders, here with my co-host, Les Hughes. Les, what's happening today, my friend? Hey, John, we're just taking care of it, man. It's good to see you. Taking care of business today. I got a question for you, Les. How important is our thought process when it comes to building a business or growing our wealth? Like, does it really matter what we think? Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. That's enough said. Drop the mic right there. There you go. Well, today's guest is, uh, his name is Jason Brown. He's a pastor out in California, and he's the, leading a thriving church, and he's also killing it in the world of real estate. And uh, But in, in our conversation, Les, I interviewed him a while back when you were overseas, um, and so it was just me and him on the interview, but, but he didn't really talk a lot of the nuts and bolts of real estate. He talked much more about uh, the mindset that went behind him and his success in that. And I think this is so important because I feel like so many pastors that you and I encounter and talk to on a regular basis, Les, it's not so much the logistics of building and growing a business. I mean, that's an important conversation too, but for many, the thing that's keeping them from even getting started is right between their two ears. Would you agree with it that? Is. No question. Here's what some people believe. Some people believe that they can't help how they feel. They get angry, they feel angry. They get frustrated, they feel frustrated, etc. But the fact is that we absolutely can control how we feel by dwelling on what, what we think, because it's our thoughts that lead to the feelings, and then the feelings lead to actions, and the actions lead to results. So if you want to change results, you got to change those thoughts. Yeah, you can literally think your way into a better future. It starts with the with your mindset. So that's really the focus of the conversation today. Hey, before we cut to that, Les, though, we have a really important announcement regarding our membership. First of all, uh, I just want to say this. You and I uh, recently were hanging out together in Florida, and we met up with one of the members that's in our mastermind. His name is Drew Grubbs. He was on the, uh, last week's episode and um, he gave us just incredible feedback about the value that he is getting out of not only the mastermind, but the membership itself, and just said he could not believe how little we were charging for that membership. And we said, well, we're getting ready to raise it a little. So you want to talk yeah. about that? The price is going up. Yeah, sure it is. It's going up from uh, the current founding members, which we also made a promise to You know, mm-hmm. when we began this, that if they would come in at really just a kind of a ground floor to have some skin in the game. If they would do that, then we would listen to them. We would build this community and these pathways um, uh, with, with a lot of their input and feedback, which they've been great to give, but that at some time that would increase because we wanted to get better, John. And it's take, it takes an investment on our part and on some others. We have a support team now and we're uh, bringing on partners to also add to um, this community. And so we are, it is time to yep. take that up and it's going to go up like within days of when this, uh, airs. So at the end of January, this offer will be over, yep. but for all those who want to come in right now in this, in this membership, the community for the $29 founders, um, uh, fee, really founders price that that will never change as long as they're a member, but yep. it will be going up to $49 
at the end of January. Yeah. And then I'm just telling you, I'm being honest, guys, in a few short months, that price will double. The 49 is going to double. It's going to go up to 99 uh, we are, there is, I'm saying this so confidently, Les, there is so much value that's being created within the community there with the courses and the content and what I know is coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So again, guys, if you have any interest, if you've been sitting on the fence thinking about it, do I really want to be a part of a membership? This is the time because the price is yeah. getting ready to go up and you get locked in at the $29, you're there. So uh, for the lifetime of your membership. So we highly encourage you to go check that out. Les, where do they go to and if, check it out? And if, yeah, and if you're not there, if if that's not something you desire, man, keep on listening to the podcast. Sure. We're still grateful to have you in the community. Go and be a part of that free Facebook group with um, Entree Pastors Connect. You just dive in as much as you want to. But if you're serious about this and you really want to take some action, then go to entrepastors.com forward slash um, community. There you go. All right. And if you do that, then you'll see the different options there. There you go. All right. Well, good stuff there. Without any further ado, let's get to this interview that I did recently with Pastor Jason Brown talking about the need to improve our money mindset. Check this out. Well, Jason, welcome to the Entree Pastors podcast, my friend. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's great to be here, and I'm glad to meet uh, all of your audience and add value and be an encouragement and be a bright light. So thank you for having me. You bet, man. Uh, you came highly recommended to me by one of the guys that's in our community. He said, man, you got to meet this guy and hear his story. So I'm genuinely excited to do that very thing. Uh, why don't we just start with a simple introduction? Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're serving in the world, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jason Brown, and I pastor Victory Baptist Church in San Diego, California. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Rochelle, and we are in love. We are absolutely in love. I want to verbally say that out loud because I feel good about that. I love it. And uh, we've been, we've been, uh, this is, we'll celebrate 20 years of marriage this year. We have two teenagers that know everything yeah, and they are uh, just the pride of our life. Nolan is 17. He's a senior and Taylor is 15. She's a sophomore. And I, uh, I own a real estate uh, fixing and flipping company. I have a real estate brokerage and I am passionate, extremely passionate about global evangelization and sharing the gospel and I, like you, am high energy, high octane, and love to live the abundant, adventurous life. And so that's me. Man, that's an awesome introduction. And I already can tell I don't have enough time for this interview. We may have to bring you back for another one because there's, there's a lot I want to talk to you about. I, too, have raised a few teenagers that know everything. And so that's awesome, man. I, it's a fun stage of life. We're just a little bit beyond that. I just have one teen, teenager left in the house. Otherwise, I've got my other two that are more on into the young adult years, but it's a fun season, man. Like it, I love it. Um, well, Hey, so let's, let's go into this road then. let's get in. I want to just go right to the real estate stuff. I mean, I hear your passion for worldwide evangelism in the church, but the focus of this podcast is really from the, the angle of pastors that are involved in the marketplace somewhere that still are serving powerfully in the church, still showing up powerfully there and, and, you know, fulfilling God's call upon their life in that arena, but have also accepted the invitation to be out in the marketplace doing some other things. So in your case, you mentioned real estate. 
tell me that story, man. How did you get involved in real estate and give me some of the ins and outs of what that looks like on a day-to-day basis for you? Absolutely. You're going to love this story. This is a rags to riches story of somebody pouring into me. I grew up uh, not in Christianity, uh, in a broken home. And a friend of mine, his dad was a very wealthy uh, real estate broker and banker. And we played baseball together, his son and I. And his son's name is Dale. And uh, the man who mentored me uh, and led me to Christ when I was 15, his name was David Entrickin Sr. This guy was amazing. He's in glory now, but uh, he promised me that if I would follow him uh, in be faithful in church, he would show me how to do business. Mm. And so when I was about 18, 19 years old, right in there, I uh, started getting heavily mentored by him and he encouraged me to get my real estate license. And I'd watch this man be giving the gospel to everybody. He'd have people in tears in his office. He'd be doing business deals over here. And then he would always take time out if somebody needed love and help Mm -hmm. and he would pour the gospel into them. And so I watched how ministry is, there is no secular versus sacred. It's all sacred for the child of God. And I learned how to do real estate and soul winning and be faithful to church from him and immediately started making a lot of money uh, uh, right away. You know, I was just, uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, an unconscious uh, competent or somebody that had uh, a level of desire to want to create wealth and is super passionate. And so I pursued that route and learned how to give right away because he showed me, hey, you know, this is Ty, this is Grace Give, these are special projects. You need money, go make more money. Mm. The sky's the limit. Go knock some doors, go talk to some people. And remember, it's all for King Jesus. And, uh, and so that's how I got into the real estate industry. And that was 20, 21 years ago. So then that was before you were doing that even before you started pastoring. Is that a fair, uh, guess on my part? Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny story too, because I, uh, got into the real estate industry around 19 years old, 18, 19, and God called me to preach at 22. I vividly remember being in a sales training meeting at the company I was at. It was called Steel Canyon. Well, back then it was called Help You Buy Realty. And we would help clients do the real estate and we would do the loan and we'd get both pieces. We'd give them a discount on the real estate side, give them 1% if they did the loan with us. And then we'd get the loan commission as well. So we'd actually make more money. But I remember teaching uh, a group of maybe 50 real estate agents and loan officers and God was impressing on my heart a call to preach. And I didn't realize it. I didn't know it. I just felt God flowing out of me. And I remember getting so wound up. I could feel the passion flowing out of me. And I started preaching. I just started preaching to all those agents and loan officers. And I remember there was a few pastors in the back that were maybe in their 40s and 50s. And they came up to me and they go... <clears throat> are you a preacher? Are you a preacher? And I thought, no, I'm not a preacher. I'm a businessman. (laughs) And, uh, but I'm a soul winner. 
And shortly thereafter, God confirmed his call in my life to mm. preach the gospel. And I started traveling with my pastor around the world to preach the gospel at 22 years old. Wow. So so I'm guessing then for you, you maybe did not go through some of that normal tension that what I would call a, a traditional pastor that went into ministry, pastoral ministry first, and and has that's the only thing they've ever known. And now they're looking at you know, transitioning into some kind of entrepreneurial thing. There's there's some mental stuff we have to get through in terms of our, our relationship with money. And is it okay to make a lot of money? And is it okay that I have something in addition to my ministry in the church? Can I have a ministry outside of the church in the marketplace? It's Is it fair to say you might not have had to struggle with some of those mindset issues because the business was already there and now pastoring is just something you're doing in addition to business? Yeah, I would 100% agree with you. That programming, that paradigm of a limited mindset and a really a false view of money was not planted into me and a an abundance mindset was given to me right from the beginning. So I wasn't confined to those theological limitations that were planted by some Bible colleges and well-intended good people, but yet maybe ignorant in some of those areas. Yeah. So well said, man. Like that's so often I'm, I'm telling pastors, like it is not the voice of God that's telling you that it's not okay for you to flourish and thrive and have some things and have some experiences that you can share with your family. Like that is the voice of someone else. It's the voice of tradition. It's the voice of you, Bible colleges, as you said, like it, that is given to us by someone else. And that's the point of this platform and our community is to help pastors kind of shed that and move into a, a healthier. So let's go down that path for a minute. Um, I know in the, in our backstage portion, we're going to, I'm going to ask you a simple question. How can a pastor make more money? So without totally answering that question here, talk about our mindset when it comes to money. Like what, from your experience, what do you see pastors really stuck on or hung up on and if you could maybe change one thing like what would that be if you could come in and just zap someone with a magic wand and and affect the pastors in this arena in this area like what would it be just go any direction you want with that question oh my soul i would love to have the magic wand power yeah you know and just be like boom thou shalt prosper Mm. And so absolutely, I would give them the abundance mindset, let them know sky's the limit and that you're only limited by your thinking. And most of the time we are not thinking, we're not using our six intellectual faculties that God has given to us. We only use our five senses and then we use the programming of others. See, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. And yet most pastors walk by sight. They go off the five physical senses of touch, taste, smell, seeing, hearing, but they don't learn how to think, how to think using the imagination faculty, which is the workshop of the mind and the next best thing to time travel. And that's really what God uses with faith and hope to be able to lift the lid and think about what it is that we want to accomplish. And Mm. I do say want to accomplish. And I don't say need, I say want, because there's a lot of pastors and people that are stuck on this limited reasoning faculty, which is a great faculty, but it's very much rooted in deductive thinking and not inductive thinking. It, It comes with a conclusion based on a certain programming 
rather than going out with fact-finding missions of bringing in clarity and power to be able to say, all things are possible with God. And what do I want to accomplish based upon the desires God's put inside my heart? So I would love to open up the minds in that area and help them to see the sky's the limit. Man, you're tapping into something that a theme I, I deal with pastors on a lot in the coaching that I do with them. And it's been a verse that has been a favorite of mine for years. It's Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This thought that when we are yielded to God, when we're surrendered to him, when we're seeking his will in our life, we can actually trust the desires in our heart. And so that question of what do you want, that is not some you know, trivial question or something to suppress because it's not spiritual and holy. Like that's a powerful question. What do you want? Because if you're following God, there's a really good chance that those desires came from him. Like the reason I want to do certain things is because God put that in me. You know, that desire is a good thing. Um, So let's go down the route of real estate for just a little bit. One of the things I love about this community is that we're helping pastors in all kinds of different arenas. Like we're not creating robots that are all doing the same things. There's a lot of different ways for pastors to show up in the marketplace and use their skills, their passions, their interests. For you, it's real estate. Now, I heard you say you had a mentor that kind of showed you the ropes in that. But what do you love about real estate? If you and I were just meeting and I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, what career path should I choose? Why did you go down the real estate route? What keeps you there? What do you love about that part of your work in the marketplace? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. And the reason I'm passionate about real estate is it gives you time freedom and it gives you financial freedom and it gives you flexibility. It allows you to work with all kinds of people in various backgrounds and cultures. So you're not stuck in one fishbowl of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I love it for all those reasons. I can set my own schedule. I could be on the other side of the world preaching the gospel, or I can be enjoying a great vacation with my family in the island somewhere, or I can be, you know, ministering anywhere and be able to look at the market, create a deal, talk to a client and put an extra, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in my pocket and not be stuck to this trading time for money paradigm. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that when I got into real estate, I learned that I am far more capable of creating wealth than I ever thought I was. And when you take a part of all you earn from those deals and you invest it into income producing assets, now all you're doing is you're making yourself that much better to serve in the gospel ministry and more effective to bless other people. Man, I love so that's that. why I love uh, real estate. I love that. So what advice would you give to a pastor? Because by the way, personally, this is one. This is an area that I want to get into. I, I keep finding myself drawn back to real estate. And so I've got some goals around that. So even speak to me on this. Like, What advice would you give me who currently sits here with no assets in terms of uh, real estate, income-producing properties, what advice would you give to someone like me that says, man, this year it is my goal by the end of the year to have my first uh, investment property? And I'm, I feel myself drawn more toward like the short rental, you know, Airbnb stuff. I'm wide open to other 
uh, avenues. I mean, I'm listening to a lot of voices out there and it's, again, even in real estate, there's a lot of directions you can go, but what advice would you give to someone? I know it's a really broad question, uh, but what, what direction would you give a pastor that's thinking about jumping into that space? I would say, yes, do it. Jump. Now, as you're thinking about this, and I do mean thinking, uh, make sure you're starting with the end in mind. A lot of famous, wonderful, powerful, high-achieving people understand the principle of starting with the end in mind. So I want you to think about yourself as if you already have that piece of real estate or that five pieces of real estate or 50 pieces of real estate and visualize in your mind's eye with your understanding of what that looks like, what it feels like. And what you're looking to do is to defeat the programming that you have right now. Can I do it? Yes, you can do it. I can do all things through Christ with strength me. If lost people can do it, if Christians can do it, certainly you can do it. So a lot of it has to do with belief. And the way we feed our belief, the positive belief, the powerful belief, is you start with the end in mind through visualization, then you write it down. Mm. Okay, you want one piece of real estate, you want five pieces, write it down. You can have that this year Mm -hmm. if you'll believe it, if you'll write it down. And through the power of repetition, repetition is how you build cells of awareness. And so just like you learned your name, that's how they told you, John, John, John. Eventually, you got you built cells of awareness and you understood your name. Same thing when it comes to building cells of awareness with regards to a new programming of real estate. Write down, like, for example, today, I'm doing 10 flips. I wrote 10 flips this year. I have a goal of a million dollars. I write that down right here. I'm going to give $300,000 this year personally. I'm going to raise, and I've got all these different goals that I'm, I write it down every day. I visualize those properties. I thank God for them and I'm planting it right into my understanding, right into my understanding. And then I get up and I simply start looking like Eleazar did with Abraham when he was looking for Isaac's wife, where I start looking for the blessing, asking, seeking, and knocking. Before you know it, you are so much closer to owning and receiving all that the desires inside your heart than you ever thought you were. And so that's the advice I would give. Start with the end in mind. And then this last point, use gratitude. Gratitude is like the reel on a fishing pole that when you cast your line out and you're reeling, you got a bite out there. What that is, is gratitude is expressing thanksgiving for something that you believe is already on the line. Mm. Faith says, I believe it. Hope says I can feel it. But gratitude starts reeling that thing in. And before you know it, man, you'll have a big old nice piece of real estate kicking off cash flow for you. I love that, man. What I love about that answer, first of all, I agree with 100% of what you said. I could show you my written goals. I could show you my visualization board that's on the wall of my office. I could show you my morning routine that has those affirmations. And and again, I know some, especially pastors in the Christian church might hear this and go, man, that sounds really woo-woo. But there's a lot of science behind that of what happens in our mind when we start seeing that and what all of a sudden we start recognizing that in, in our future changes because we can think ourselves into a different future. And so I love that you didn't just go right to, well, you need to listen to this podcast or buy that course um, and and start doing the learning. It's like there's some mental shifts that need to happen, it, whether it's real estate or anything. I just love that you went to that, man. So good answer. I couldn't have written it better myself. Way to go. 
So let's do this. I want to be thoughtful of our time because we're, I'm going to ask you a question in our backstage about how a pastor can make more money. And I think we might be starting to kind of tiptoe around some of these things. But I got two more questions for this side of the interview uh, going a little bit different route. Here's something else I hear from pastors on a regular basis. It comes to this area of time. And man, John, I already feel overwhelmed as a pastor leading a church trying to keep all my stuff together. And now here you are encouraging me to start a business, to go into some kind of entrepreneurial thing. How do I keep it all straight? So when I find someone that's doing well in ministry and the marketplace, I love to ask them about their practice for time management. How do you keep it all straight? How do you do multiple things and do well in all those areas? What are some things that work well for you to keep it all together and keep you moving forward? Great question. And I have a lot of people that ask me this question because they'll see me pastoring a church on Sunday and then over on another part of the world <clears throat> on Monday and then enjoying, you know, snowboarding or surfing uh, another day. And they're wondering, how <clears throat> do you do it? Yeah. And my answer is all of us can do it. Every single one of us. We're all designed in the image of God, and all of us have the same amount of time. Amen. And it's not a matter of somebody having more talent. What it's a matter of is somebody utilizing passion with intelligence, with intelligence. And uh, there's a lot of pastors that are insane. They want wonderful things, but they keep doing the same thing over and over. That's the definition of insanity. Like, boom, boom, stop it. Mm. Listen, experience isn't the best teacher. Evaluated experiences. And it's so important that we say, what am I doing with my time? I have what, 86,400 seconds deposited into my bank of time today. Every single other person does as well. Elon Mm -hmm. Musk, the pastors that you admire, the evangelists, every single one of us. And so the big question is, how can I redeem the time? How can I leverage my time? You see, Poor and middle-class people trade their time for money. Rich, wealthy people trade their finances and other people's time for money. Mm. And this goes into the cash flow quadrants, going from an employee to self-employed to a business owner to an investor. And that's a Robert Kiyosaki book. And when you change your programming and you start realizing, I do not, I, I do not want to be stuck trading my time for a certain dollar amount. No, I'm much more valuable than that. Mm -hmm. And when you invest into your mind, which your mind and your body and yourself is your greatest investment, not all this other stuff, empty your purse into your, into your mind and your mind will empty your money back into the purse is what Benjamin Franklin said. And so I would encourage, um, starting with thinking, using the intellectual faculty and prayer, thinking, what would I want to accomplish? What businesses do I want? What investments do I want? Realizing it's possible and then getting next to those people, asking them questions, learning what they do. Remember, poor people, they spend all their money and they invest what's left. Rich people invest their money and then spend what's left. You know, Grant Cardone, one of my one of my uh, mentors, he talks about taking 40 percent of your income and kicking it off and living like you're broke. 
And the richest man in Babylon taught this principle, 10% of all you earn is yours to keep. Both are very similar principles. Mm -hmm. One is 10%, one goes as far as 40%. Now, you and I both know, along with everybody listening, we understand the first belongs to God. Mm -hmm. Yes, give God what's his. He's preeminent. He's He's our partner. He's our Lord. He's everything. After that, after that, be thinking, how can I take this portion and put it towards a savings that will go into an investing. Remember, we don't save to save, we save to invest. And here's what happens. When you invest like that into a company, into an assistant, into a secretary, all of a sudden you have that much more time on your hands and work is still getting done and you become even more profitable. Yep, absolutely. And what I find is that the the people that are really getting a lot done with their time and being productive with their time you find those people also having the most margin in their life because they've they've learned those skills and disciplines and what you said that early on that principle it's it's just true we all have the same 24 hours in a day my guess is you probably don't watch like binge watch just tons of seasons of tv on netflix on a normal night that's probably not how you invest some of those uh 24 hours in a day is that a fair assumption yeah, I don't do that. I mean, I'll, I'll watch movies occasionally here and there, but most of the time I'm listening, I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm building, you know, building teams of people and giving them direction. Um, but I, I still enjoy life. I'll yeah. still watch a little bit, but not all the time. Absolutely. It's just, I get those questions a lot over the years too, as someone who's planted and, and been a part of a growing church, been in full-time firefighting, had multiple podcasts, a coaching business. People will ask me, how do you get all that done? And I've said the exact same thing to them. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day. My day starts with a very regimented morning routine that is very life-giving to me. And and well, normal people are doing normal people things. I'm not doing a lot of those things. It, it just comes down to where you invest those 24 hours. So I love that, man. That's that's so good. Well, let's do this. Let me let me just ask one more question here, and then uh, we'll we'll take you backstage and go deeper into this question of how how can a pastor really make money? Again, you you're already giving us some phenomenal things around that, but. If somebody wanted to reach out and connect with you, if they had any specific questions and they're like, man, where do I get more of this guy? First of all, are you open to that? And secondly, how would they find you and, and where would they reach you at? Yes, I'm wide open for it. I can be emailed at pastor at greatvictory.org, pastor at greatvictory.org. And I am glad to help pastors ministry leaders, business leaders, and I am putting together a global vision network along with seminars and conferences this year. And so I am so glad to pour value in and lift the lid of as many people as I possibly can for the glory of God. I love it. Well, Jason, the time is going way too fast, man. It's been a pleasure to meet you, and I hope this is not the last time we're talking. Well, I know it's not going to be because we're going to be backstage here in just a few minutes, but thank you so much for coming on the show and investing into this audience, and I'm confident that your story and your message is going to be an inspiration to many out there, so thank you so much. Thank you, John. It's been a blessing to be with you. Well, there you go. Good stuff from Jason Brown, and uh, we invite you to stick around for those of you that are part of our backstage subscribers. Jason's going to go into more detail about how pastors can really earn more money. Like, what is the secret to that, uh, according to him? So if you're interested to hear that, 
Uh, we invite you to join us in our backstage portion. And that's really for anybody that is a premium subscriber or in our membership community. And again, if you want to join that, just go to entrepastors.com slash community and you can see the different options there. Les, before we sign off, we have a really cool um, testimonial we want to share, just a quick soundbite. Uh, in our Entre Pastors Mastermind, we have now moved that to a monthly or to a weekly call, rather. And yesterday we were gathered again with that group and just had a powerful call. And we, we want to share something here. Anything you want to say before we set this up? Well, I just love seeing people have a breakthrough, you know, and, and this gentleman absolutely had a breakthrough on this one call. It was yeah. just like, we, we were just really getting started, but the, the uh, community already has, has some really sharp people who get it, who understand what this life of an entree pastor really is all, is all about. And so, yeah, he had a real breakthrough and I appreciate him being willing to share it. Yeah. And the thing I want to say, maybe to set this up, it's fitting that we're sharing this in an episode where we're dealing with mindset, because for those that have never been a part of a mastermind in the, in the weeks to come, Les and I are going to create some um, content to really help pastors understand what is a mastermind and why why should I be a part of one? Because if you've never experienced it, you just don't know what what's happening inside of a healthy mastermind. And and it's like you said, it's the breakthrough, the mindset shift that happened in just one call of this individual being on what we call the hot seat. And and that may sound like a high, a high pressure thing. It's not. It's you have an opportunity to bring to the group anything that you're struggling with, you know, wondering about. And you are the agenda, and you have the the entire collective mind power of the group, their experience, their knowledge, their skill set, they bring to to bear on your situation. So let me cut to this uh, little soundbite here, see if uh, we can make this work. One second. Thank you all so much for the call today. I um, I'm truly blown away by the ideas and the enthusiasm and the belief and. Uh, Truly, the the power in this group is amazing. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, I cannot express my gratitude enough. The ideas are flowing. And I hope you all have a great night, and I'll talk to you soon. Well, there you go, man. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. Doesn't get any more real than that, Les. That's yeah. someone just sharing gratitude for. Uh, insight and transformational thinking that happened as a result of one simple call with the, with the mastermind. Yeah. And you can't help smile when you hear that because I've had those breakthroughs as well. And yeah. so have you, John, being in a similar group, uh, when they happen, I mean, it's really, uh, it can be life transforming, you know? Yeah. Well, the, here's the last thing we'll say less before we sign off. I don't want this podcast to always seem like we're quote selling something, but at the flip side, we're serving our audience by making these resources available. And so we're talking right now about our mastermind. Currently, it's $300 a month. It's by application only. We don't accept everybody. We screen the, the candidates for that group. But again, if you're interested, go to entrepastor.com forward slash community, and that's where you can find the application button to uh, apply to be a part of the mastermind. Just like our membership, that price is going up in about another month. That's going to be going up to $500 a month for those that are involved in our Entre Pastors Mastermind. So we're giving you opportunities. We're giving you warning. Uh, if you want in at a little bit better price, now is the time to jump in and be a part of that. Les, take it away. What else you got to say there? Well, we want to thank you all for uh, listening. Also for 
passing the word and spreading the message. So please share this with people that you believe would be uh, interested in, in one of these paths that we talk about or just being a part of some people that are on a similar journey. So if you'll share it, that helps us get the message out and leave a review on whatever um, provider that you listen to. There you go. God bless everyone. We look forward to hanging out with you next week. Take care. Take care.